Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And they never thought about going to the point where they perform the music and just listen to it. No, that's a good point. No, they did not. And that is... That's the one thing they didn't think of, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is an excellent, excellent excellent spoiler it certainly is because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming hollywood blockbuster and then we attempt to predict as much of that plot as humanly possible before the movie comes out and then when the movie comes out quite like this week we go back and look at the plot and see how close we got to actually predicting it and if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test you currently can because in cinemas right now is the brad pitt movie bullet train how exciting that was a movie that Maddie D was not excited for at all in the lead up to talking about it. Once we had the conversation, now both of us are, are, super, are super keen to see that movie because we like we have no idea what's going to happen in it. We both had such radically different ideas of where we thought that the characters were going to go yes. and where the plot was going to go. I'm just desperate to see it, just to see who was closer. Yes, and it's and the promotion of that movie is really lifted. So there's yeah, a lot right. of people in my circle that are just like, "Oh, have you seen this movie? We want to go see this movie." So. Yeah, and now it's out. Now we can see it. Now we can. I'm excited. There's just been a string of movies coming out recently that I've just been like, I've got to see that movie just because I want to know if I'm better than Matty D. What a treat. What a treat. But also exciting movies, like movies we give a shit about. Yeah. Unlike this one. Who said that? Who said that? That was your evil twin. That was an evil robot (laughs) who broke into the studio and said that. Who said that? Because this week we're talking about Bill and Ted Face the Music, which of course was the third installment in the Bill and Ted franchise. (laughs) Yes, it was. It came out in 2020 very quietly. It was released to VOD and it was also released in select cinemas as well. It didn't particularly have a broad release per se. But with that in mind, Manny D, how much do you think that Bill and Ted Face the Music made in the worldwide box office? Without making any comment about the movie itself, I think sure. it came around a really rough time. Absolutely. So absolutely. it kind of made that So much. I'm only asking about how much it made in cinemas. I'm not including VOD. Right, okay. You can guess that as well afterwards, but uh, oh, man, it'd be interesting to get your opinion what, what on that. What budget are we playing with? $25 million budget. Okay. And I know you're thinking, wow, that didn't really show on screen. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that. But that's a relatively low budget for 25 this kind of million, movie. did you say? Yeah, that's a low budget for this kind of movie. Don't forget that most of the time we're dealing with $200 million budgets. Yeah. So this was a, a relatively low budget movie. That is a low that budget for a movie. That is I a could, really I swear I can see like the blurry green outline most of the time in most of the scenes. Like the green screen outline. So how much do you reckon it made with that in mind? So it doesn't have to make too much to make its money back. And something that Matty D never considers, and I always forget to tell him, in order for a movie to be successful, it has to double its budget. Yeah. Yeah. How much did Charlie's Angels make again? 70 million. You know what? And also, Charlie's Angels wasn't a $25 million movie. I think it made 36 mil. $36 million altogether in cinemas. Yes. Uh, well, actually, you're a little bit closer to what it made in VOD sales. So, on Video On Demand, it made $32 million in total. Oh, wow. So, it went over its budget, but in the cinema, in the box What did, what did it make? What did it make? What did it make? $6.2 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not unsurprising, because it was only released in Canada and, I think, one other place. Man, I was going to guess 8 And no mil? one was going to that, the cinema. That was going to be my first guess, was $8 million. You should have done like, that. I was like, don't be silly. Like, I usually I usually go low, you know, and, and I'm like, no, no. It probably, it probably made a little bit more than that. Six. <laughs> well, I've got to say, even though it made $6.2 million, it was still one of the biggest box offices of the year. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, good for it. I think it was number six or seven in the in the box office that year, just because no movies were coming out and no yeah, movies true. were making money. True. And like I said, it made a pretty penny in VOD sales, so yeah. I don't think they were unhappy, but I don't think we're going to get a Bill & Ted 4 
at any point. It so does, I don't think the low like box it. office should reflect the quality of the movie. No, again, it was the time the movie came out. It was, you know... Because the movie got a lot of good reviews, and I think it's currently sitting on 70-something on Rotten Tomatoes, maybe a little bit higher, maybe something like 82. Yeah, it, it, it was just a bad time for movies to keep coming out, and this, Absolutely. this movie really... That's why they weren't coming out at the time. ...was really hurt by that. I think it was a circumstance where they had to release it. It was like either now or never it was going to cost them too much money because mm. when movies are delayed, it actually costs them money not to release it. Yeah. So even if they do make their money back or make double their money back, there is still a huge cost in sitting on it for so yeah. long. Yeah, and people were really crying out for that Bill and Ted movie, so they needed to capitalise on that like momentum that they had. Yeah, that's right. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. No, no momentum. I was going to say, you must know something I don't know because <laughs> I don't know anyone who was scrambling for it. Now, before we get into seeing how well we did with predicting the plot, let's get into how our point system works. So, we've got like a three-tier point system, basically. If we see something in the movie, if we say something is going to happen in the movie and we have no idea that it's actually going to happen in the movie, so we didn't see it in the trailer, we didn't read about it in the pre-release material, that gives us two points. That's the highest amount of points we can get. If we saw something in the trailer and we managed to successfully translate it across to our plot, or if it's just something we knew in advance, that gives us a single point. And if we were on the right track but not quite there then that gives us half a point. And that's really down to our own discretion. Awarding half a points are really sort of, you know, they could be zero points, they could be half points. It's down to our discretion. Mm-hmm. So if Matty D said there's going to be a cat in the movie, but there's a dog, you might give him half a point or might be zero points, depending on how lucky we feel. So what was your circumstance of seeing this movie? Did you watch this on video on demand? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I w- First time I watched it was... For our anniversary episode, was that the best of 2020, obviously? Yeah, best and worst of 2020. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, it, it wasn't a great experience for me watching that. I won't say a great experience, but I, I, I was watching it with a bunch of other movies. So obviously, That's right. You my, were marathoning them. Yeah, my, yeah, my viewing experience was going to be- You were watching it under duress. Yes, yes. So, you never went in willingly. So- uh, I'm not a guy that can watch like hours and hours of content. I'm too restless. I like to walk around and move. I really hate watching anything unless it's really good. But like yeah, three yeah. hours is, is, you know, over that is kind of like pushing it for me. Um, this movie was only like an hour, 20 minutes. I know, I know. And it was kind of a godsend because I looked at the time. I was like, thank God. So first time I watched it was because we had the 2020 episode, episode coming yeah. up. I watched it with a bunch of other movies. So it was I was comparing it to other movies that I had to watch for 2020. Which, yep. you know, Antebellum. We talked all about it in Scoop. our 2020 episode. And hadn't revisited it since. Yeah, why would you? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you love the movie it. so much you watch it. it every week. Could have liked it. Yeah. I only watched it for this show last night. As you know, Kieran, I've been mm. gall- gallivanting around all over New South Wales. Um, yep. Acting, Being a busy and, man. Yep. acting and partying all over the place. Yep, and I've only now just come back and watched Bill and Ted last night and listened to your prediction of Bill and Ted. I haven't revisited mine. I usually listen okay. back to what well, I said. Well, I did that so you don't have to worry about so it. So it's a complete mystery to me what I said. I can't remember anything, but yeah. It's a complete mystery to me too what, you, <laughs> what your plot was about, but uh, we'll get into that. What about you? First time watching it. So I actually watched the online premiere of this movie. Did you now? Yeah. So on the day that it premiered, they were doing like a live Q&A. So Kevin Smith was hosting the premiere. So he did a live Q&A with all the cast. So I got to see that live. And it was an interesting experience because, first of all, Kevin Smith started off by saying, look, guys, I know you haven't seen the movie yet, but I've seen the movie and it's incredible. In fact, I cried at the end. Cried like, at the end? There's this massive emotional moment at the end that really got to me and it just made me bawl my eyes out. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I watched the movie and I was just like, what bit was he talking about? What bit was he talking about? So, Kevin Smith has a strong relationship with his daughter. So, I believe that anything to do with maybe Bill and Ted and their, and their daughters may have really impacted him just on a personal level. 
Okay. But it, I, I guess if you don't have that connection, Grown. it's probably not going to hit you in the same way. Also, yeah. something else that I thought was I don't amusing. speak to my daughters, so I was like, my heart was cold yeah, and empty. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't like, even Man. know who they are. But uh, <laughs> another thing that I thought was amusing in the Q&A as well is that right at the start of the Q&A, Bridget Lundy-Payne, which if you remember in that original episode, she is non-binary and prefers to go, I, I did it already. Yeah, so they're, they're non-binary. I was really terrible in that original episode, by the way, because I immediately said you can't call her she or her, and then immediately called her she and her for the rest of the episode, yeah, instead we, of they or them. We both slipped up, and you know we, we didn't mean really to. Really badly to. We apologise to anybody yes. that offends. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at the start <laughs> of the Q&A, a at the start of the Q&A, Bridget goes, oh, by the way, I'm non-binary, I, I identify by they or them. Okay, yeah. And Kevin Smith, he just pauses and goes, wow. Good for you, and gives her a thumbs up. <laughs> really? and it, and it made it so awkward that I was like, oh, sheesh. Oh, man. Why did, he, why did he say it like that? Oh, no. So I immediately was just cringing the whole time, and it was a really sort of lame Q&A anyway. They would sort of asked questions that we knew the answers to anyway, but it, it wasn't really for us who had already studied the movie and, and thought about what was going to be in it. It was more so for fans of Bill and Ted. Well, you, you've said that you're a fan of Bill and Ted in the past. Maybe you would have gotten more out of it than I did. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And I think it goes without saying as well, if you haven't seen Bill and Ted face the music yet and you really want to, please watch that movie before listening any further yeah. in this episode because we are going to spoil major plot points. And if you haven't gone back and listened to our original episode where we predicted the plot, I'd strongly suggest listening to that as well because we're only going to make references to what we said originally there. Absolutely, absolutely. Watch that original movie because I'll watch, watch Bill and Ted face the, face the music because then there'll be three of us. That's yeah. exciting. And listen to that episode because it's a great episode. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a fun episode. I thought so Personally too. speaking, being the one that made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we get into what you originally predicted? You went first in that original I episode. I did, yeah. So we should get into what you said, even though you may have no memory of it. I have absolutely it. zero memory of anything I said, so it may as well be like I'm hearing something for the first time. That means I could just lie and omit <laughs> stuff and then you I will points. listen to it back. And, okay, but please do. I trust you. You're, you're a man of integrity. Absolutely. And, and our point system is so great. Grounded in such a you know strong core principle. Yeah, absolutely. So I I, be I believe you. I remember not being confident Flawless though. System. I remember that. Yeah. I remember having no idea. I remember looking at that trailer, being like, "Huh." I remember so. we were both in the same boat because we were like, "How on earth are we going to predict a Bill and Ted movie?" They're by nature completely unpredictable movies. Yes, and when you look at the plot of this movie, which I'm sure we'll talk about, you're kind of left to say, "How would I have predicted that?" Yeah, exactly. We'll really get into it. But, now let's get into uh, it right now. What did What did I say? I'm so curious. you thought you thought that the movie would open with Bill and Ted's couple counselling session, so we just go straight into it as a cold okay, open. Yep. And in the actual movie, that's not the case because the movie actually opens with a montage of the previous two movies, and narration as well, with voiceover narration from yeah. Billy and Theo, who of course are Bill and Ted's teenage daughters. Didn't see that coming at all. Not something that was in the previous two movies, so there was no oh. real precedent for it. You next said that Bill and Ted are having marriage troubles since they never really have grown up at all and they always want to do everything together. I gave you a point for that because they insist on doing everything together and their wives do want to spend more time apart, though we see that in the initial it's trailer. It's very prominent in the trailer. That's right. You said that the next scene will be Deacon's wedding. Gave you a point and a half for that because you're absolutely right, but you didn't get who Deacon's partner <laughs> well, was. Someone, someone's very happy so with I'm himself. I'm giving you as close as possible to two points. So yeah, we do cut to Deacon's wedding before the couple's counselling point in the actual movie, yes. but it is towards the start of the movie, so yes. you're close enough. You said that Bill and Ted perform experimental music at Deacon's wedding, and it's awful, and the audience hates it. Gave you a point for that. We saw that in the trailer. Mm -hmm. You said that Bill and Ted are so desperate to be musicians that they'll take any gig they can get. Point for that. Again, it was in the trailer. You said that after their performance, Captain Logan, who of course is Ted's father, who you said is a military man, before I corrected you in saying that he's actually a police captain, but for the, the until I corrected you in that episode, you thought he was in the military. 
I Not bet- ridiculous since he wanted Ted to go to military yeah, school. Yeah, maybe that's why I got confused. But do you remember how Ted possessed his body in the second movie and they're in the police station? You must have completely omitted that from your memory. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. You said that Captain Logan will talk to Bill and Ted and tells them that they should give up on their band and focus on being fathers to their teenage daughters. Gave you a point for that. That was directly in the trailer. Would be an impressive prediction if it wasn't in the trailer. Absolutely. <laughs> you do actually have a couple of uh, impressive predictions. I can't wait to get to them. Ooh, okay. You said that Bill and Ted return home and we meet their daughters who are exactly like them for the first time. Now, I gave you half a point because we they do go home and we do see the two daughters at this point. Billy and Thea, but we already met them at the wedding in the previous scene. Yes, and it's pretty well established in the trailer that they are identical to Bill and Ted. Yeah, that's right. It's not a new revelation at all. We did know that. You said that their recording studio is in their house, but definitely not in their garage. Gave you a half a point because their recording studio is in their garage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it is okay. in their house, so half a point. <laughs> Thanks, Kieran. But you were so insisting, you're like, it doesn't look like a garage to me. <laughs> it was totally a garage. It was absolutely a garage. You said that Ted thinks they should give up on being musicians, but Bill is more hopeful. Gave you a point for that because, again, it was in the trailer. You said that Kelly, who is Rufus's daughter from the previous two movies, Kelly appears in a pod from the future and takes Bill and Ted to meet the Universal Council. Gave you a point for that. That's absolutely right. Again, it's something we knew going in. You said that when they arrive in the future, they will see a hologram of Rufus who, quote, has clearly gone up in the world. Gave you two points for that because there was no evidence that there was going to be a hologram of Rufus in the movie. And there was... Did I say that? Yes, that's right. But uh, as far as going up in the world, he has literally gone up in the world because he's gone up to heaven because he's dead in the movie. Oh, my God. What a good call by me. I didn't... You thought he'd be alive. But interestingly enough, he's there in person later in your plot. But at this point, you said, oh, he's a big hologram who sort of floats around the future world. He is a hologram in the actual movie. He's like part of a museum thing of Bill it's, and Ted's just life. in the middle or, of the walkway. I, I guess like it's like... It's not a museum at all. Well, no, I guess it's like a... a, a tri- like It'd be the same as like a tribute statue, but yeah, it's a hologram right. instead. So just very conveniently in the movie, on the way to the, the Universal Council, there's just the phone with just sitting there yeah. with the hologram of Rufus coming out to explain to anybody who happens to be going past what it is. Yeah. And there's just nothing else there. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's awful convenient. It is. You said that Bill and Ted say, hey, man, it's Rufus. When they see the hologram, I gave you two points for that as well. Oh, really? Because <laughs> they pretty much exactly say that. Wow. You said that Kelly will explain that she is the daughter of Rufus. Gave you a point for that because we knew that already. Mm-hmm. You said that the council tells them that they haven't been living up to their destiny and only have a few hours left to save the earth and perform a concert that will unite the world. Gave you a point for that. That was the main plot of the movie. We knew that from all the trailers, all yes. the promotional material. Yes. You said that Bill and Ted go into a room full of old school guitars to choose from. Gave you a point for that because while it's not a room, it's still a part of the council chambers that sort of pops out of the ground. Yeah. And so th- close enough. It's it's all bunch. It's a whole bunch of instruments, I think. Yeah, well. it's, I think it's mainly just guitars. Right. You said that Ted suggests traveling forwards in time and taking the song from their future selves. Gave you a point for that. It was in the trailer. So much of your plot was in the trailer. Yes. Which is pretty smart. I think that's more smart in this circumstance than going out on a limb. Because if you try and make wild ball predictions with a Bill and Ted movie, you're going to have a bad time. You said that they go to a museum dedicated to themselves and steal a dusty old time-traveling phone booth. Gave you a point because they do steal the phone booth, but there's no museum. No. As I already explained, the phone booth is just Just casually sitting out in the middle of the open. Look at me trying to apply logic. You said uh, in your plot that there'd be a whole scene with a tour guide showing the phone booth to some school children. That doesn't happen at all. (laughs) Did I say that? That'd be cute. So you said that the children would all be sitting there on their smartphones and not paying attention. Nothing in like the that, future. Yeah, nothing like that <laughs> happens in the movie. But yeah, I just thought I'd breeze over that. Right. You said that when they travel forward in time, or technically back in time to their future, Bill and Ted find themselves in a future prison. Gave you a point because that does happen. 
Not necessarily in that order, but yeah, no, close enough. No, that happens later, but yeah. And you said that inside the prison, they'll meet buff versions of themselves. Gave you a point for that. We saw that in the trailer. We knew that was going to happen. And this is where your plot takes a turn. Oh, here we go. You said that the buff future Bill and Ted sing a song about killing Bill and Ted and taking over the world. I gave you half a point for that because they have a chant where they chant death over and over again. Yes. I couldn't quite make out the other words that they were saying, but I definitely heard death a few times. It's just a macabre song, right? And it's supposed to That's catch right. us off guard because they're evil. That's for, right. For yeah. some reason. even though the because they've been in jail and they're angry at them. Even though the old version of themselves are like... Good again. Anyway. Well, they had a lot of time. It's confusing. They had tattoo removal as well by that <laughs> point because they didn't have any of their tattoos that they had in prison, yes. if you didn't notice. Yes. You said that Bill and Ted realized that these two aren't their future selves, but the evil robots from the second movie. Oh, no. Do I get half a point because there is an evil robot? No. Because <laughs> it's neither Bill nor Ted. No, but there is and an evil robot that goes out and tries to assassinate them. Yeah, but it's not connected to what which, this prediction was Which is the closest thing because no, neither of us called that. And that no. was a big part of that movie. Dennis Caleb McCoy. Yeah. The biggest waste of time in that <laughs> stupid movie. I liked him in this movie. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I guess each I'm not going to give you half a point for that because it's not even close to what you predicted. There was a robot that was trying to... Anyway, okay, go on. You said that Bill and Ted asked where their real future selves are and the evil Bill and Ted explained that they now live somewhere in the past. It was an interesting metaphor. <laughs> Those two, they live in the past. Literally meaning, yeah, they went back in time to retire. Oh... Hey. They also live in the past because they can't get past. That's really funny, Matty D. Really doesn't smart. happen in the movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't. We really doubled down on that as well. Look, I, we'll I you know, I was really confused with how this future Bill and Ted fit in, and I didn't think they would just yeah. be watching to, the movie. I was really confused yeah, in how they fit in. It just didn't make sense for them to be like that. So I was like, oh well, obviously it's not Bill and Ted. And obviously, if we've all watched the movie, which we have, it, I was wrong. Yeah, exactly. We'll get into it a little bit later in more detail. You said that the evil Bill and Ted decide they want to steal the song for themselves and use it to take over the world. Yes. Not the case at all. <laughs> you said that evil robot Bill and Ted kill the good Bill and Ted and steal their phone booth. That doesn't happen at all. There's no theft of phone booth at all. No, there isn't. You said that Bill and Ted go to heaven, where they're told that only death can help them escape from the afterlife. I gave you half a point because they never go to heaven. That already happened in the second movie. Yeah. They couldn't just do the same shit again, could they? But they already know in <laughs> advance- they? Are you sure? That death can help them escape from hell. So they know that already from the previous movie. They're like, oh, we just have to go see death and he'll let us out of here. Yeah. You said that meanwhile, Kelly returns to Billy and Thea and explains that Bill and Ted have disappeared and Kelly needs Billy and Thea's help to come up with the song. Gave you half a point for that because Kelly does return to the present to keep an eye out for an assassin robot her mother sent to kill Bill and Ted- and Billy and Thea decide themselves to borrow the time machine to help their fathers yeah. create a band. So yeah. that's where you get the half a point. Yeah, it makes sense. That's fair. I think I give you half a point for the same reason. Fair enough. You said that Billy and Thea decide to travel through time and collect famous, in quotes, musicians from history. Because yes. we'll get into who the musicians are in a second. Well, come on. Gave you a point for that because that's absolutely right. But again, it was in the trailer. You said that Billy and Thea use time travel wristwatches instead of a phone booth. Did I say that? Yes. Oh. I said, oh, it's the same wristwatches from Tenet. <laughs> Remember how well that worked out for us? Uh, yes. That's not the case at all. They, in fact, just use Kelly's pod, which is conveniently sitting right there. You said that Billy and Thea recruit the famous musicians. All right, let me brace myself because I can't remember what musicians I mentioned, but I remember not knowing. So what okay. did I say? What did I say? The famous musicians. George Washington. <laughs> Mozart, which was one of them. Yes, he was. Yeah, that's right. Cleopatra. <laughs> Mark Antoinette Carpenter, whoever the fuck that is. Kid Cudi slash and an ancient Japanese. She's Chinese in the actual movie. Flutist and Satan. All my favorite musicians. Now, keep in mind, three of them are musicians, so 
I gave you a point there because we see that uh, Mozart and Ling Long <laughs> are a part of their band. Kid Cudi is never... Kid Cudi? Kid Cudi, yeah. Kid, Kid Cudi. Sorry, I always mix the name up. He isn't yeah. actively a part of their band. It's not like they specifically went out and recruited them, but he does join them to sing the song in the end, so yeah. I'm still technically counting that as part of the point. <laughs> but of the eight people that you mentioned, only three were actually musicians. <laughs> George Washington. Cleopatra. I'm just imagining George Washington, like, gnashing his wooden teeth just like, as percussion instruments. <laughs> We've killed Matty D again. Oh, God, sorry. Uh, what a lineup. Yeah. I'm sure George Washington learned how to play. My favourite one is Mark kid. Antoinette Carpenter, though, because who the fuck is that? I don't know. Who is that? Um, is that a person or did I just I, make I it up? I googled it and nothing came up. <laughs> nothing at all came up. It's not even a real person from history. And I didn't even go into your whole stupid Captain uh, Logan angle where you thought that, like, an Australian outlaw was going to be a part of the cast. <laughs> what? Because you're like, Captain Logan's a character in this movie, not realising that it, it was Ted's father the so whole I time. Thought he, I thought a bush ranger was part of yes, the cast? Yes, that's right. Like an obscure Australian bush ranger. Like, you'd think you'd have Ned Kelly. Yeah. You'd think you'd have uh, Lightning Jack or whoever. Lightning Jack was a movie with Paul Kelly, Paul right. Hogan, sorry. Uh, never mind about that. Anyway, let's please. Oh, let's I move forgot on. about that. I didn't know. Yeah, Captain Logan. Oh Complete my God. nonsense. So at least you got a point out of all that mess. Right. You said that Billy and Thea go back to the 80s and meet a young Bill and Ted. Now, that never happens in the movie, although it was planned. It was in the original script. They just never had the budget to film it. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. They couldn't do the special effects in that budget to have them talk to the, to the younger fathers. That's crazy. So, no points there, though you were very it was, close. It's interesting that that was originally part of yeah, it. And, and that, right. that seems to be like something that would make sense for them to do. And yeah. I think the audience would really I like that. I think it's that. ridiculous that they didn't do it. But yeah, $25 million, they couldn't stretch it. Yeah, fair enough. You said that when Billy and Thea try to recruit Satan, don't forget Satan's in the band. Oh, I forgot. How stupid to have Satan in your movie. Yeah, he wasn't <laughs> in it at all. Yeah, I, we'll get to me in a second. Don't worry. Now, Satan, he thinks that they're lost souls and puts them to work in hell. I gave you half a point because they do end up working in hell, but that's because they die they in the they movie. Do. And we see that in the trailer, and I guess we were trying to factor... Oh, well, I was trying to factor in how they got there. Now, you spent a good five or six minutes talking about who was in this band and how they come to be in the yeah. band. Yet the band that they put together is never mentioned again in your plot. <laughs> so they don't end up even using the band again in your plot, unless oh, we're yeah? just to presume. I, I, I would imagine that. In my head, they play at the end, you know, they're just there sure. for the ride. Which okay. is what, what which was you didn't explain. You said that Bill and Ted reunite with their daughters in hell. Gave you a point for that because they do, they but do. we see that in the trailer. You said that they find death and ask him for help. Gave you a point as well for that because, again, it was in the trailer. You said that death tells them that they can only leave if he beats them at a game. But death loses on purpose in order to help them out. Oh, how doesn't, cute! Doesn't, doesn't happen, happen in the movie at no, all. No. They just de- they end up counter sue. No, they unsue him. They get the restraining order lifted on him well, verbally speaking. Yeah, I I didn't even think about the fact that they were he was in the band with them and that yeah. that would have played into the whole relationship. Just didn't think about it, did you? Story of my plot. And in the actual movie, it's Billy and Thea who end up talking death into helping them because yeah. they're like, your solo bass album was so good, so good, man. You're a vital part of Wild Stallions. Just lies to him. Yeah, pretty much. But he ends up being a help in the end anyway, so it was all worthwhile. You said that they used Death's truck to drive out of hell. Gave you half a point because it isn't actually Death's truck. It's Captain Logan's SWAT van that they do use that to drive out of hell. Oddly enough, they shoot 
Captain Logan's truck and the it, truck goes to yeah, hell I know. with Captain Logan. So it's like... The only reason they do that is so they can get them all in a truck to transport the, the band at the same time. Yeah, but... Does that mean that every vehicle goes to hell when it's blown up? Well, Dennis, who's a robot, goes to hell. But then you could be like, well, is he alive? Maybe he is. The- well, they do question. They're like, how can a machine go to hell? That doesn't make any sense. But they don't address it beyond that. Yeah, but uh, how does a car go to hell? How does it? Like, yeah, that makes vehicle- even less sense. It does the gun send people to hell? I guess that would make sense because yeah, uh, Bill rather and than Ted's, killing them, it just teleports them. Billy to hell. and Thea—they're not bad people, right? So no, why would they be going to hell unless the gun? That makes sent them more to hell? sense than uh, what they did in the movie. So instead of making a gun that you know kills people, they made an elaborate gun that sends people to hell. That's Poses not, so many more that's questions. That's not the case in the movie. They actually just die in the movie. But what you say makes more sense within the the world of the movie than what they're actually telling us in the plot, right? Let's get back to what you said. You said that Bill and Ted travel to medieval times where they find their future selves living as bards. Now, within the space of a sentence, this somehow becomes the 80s, where Bill and Ted are living as bards in an 80s mansion. Right. (laughs) So, that would mean that future Bill and Ted live in the 80s with, uh, like, past Bill and Ted concurrently. So, there's two Bill and Ted's in the same timeline, and they retired back to the 80s for some reason to live as 80s bards. Well, I... I I mean, like, why wouldn't you if you were Bill and Ted? It made way more sense for them to be in medieval times. Which they were not. Which they were not. But you said there, I gave you half a point because future Bill and Ted pretend to live in Dave Grohl's mansion, which, by the way, if you've got a keen eye, you may notice that it's the same mansion from the Tom Hardy movie Capone. Oh, is it? If you've seen that. I recognised it straight away because wow. I've watched Capone so many times. They're just using filming locations. Like, hey, it's guys. obviously a mansion that they own in yeah. like Louisiana. Yeah. So they just so the same studio just uses it over and over again. But yeah, so half a point because you know, the future Bill and Ted are pretending to live in the mansion. That's on the right track. On the right track, but not, not well not, enough. It's the future, first of all, not the 80s. Yes. It's not their mansion and they're not bards. Well, we had this conversation. It affected your plot as well where yes. we spoke about in the promotional material. Also, in- they pretend to be living in medieval times as well. So they say, oh, we, we vacation right. in medieval times and that's where we picked up a British accent. Yeah, yeah. The, so on the right track, the, but it wasn't the truth. In, in, in the Wikipedia page or in the IMDb page, somewhere there was, it said that they were bards. I think it even said there were medieval bards. There was like a Bill and Ted version that was a medieval I think you answered bard. your own question there when you started the sentence with on Wikipedia. Because <laughs> we know just from the past on this show- You that- did the same thing though. Yeah, I know. You did the same I thing. I know. So it sent us down a, a, a rabbit hole of like, oh, these guys are from medieval times. There was there was information out there that there would be a Bill and Ted who were in medieval times who were bards. Yes. That was just nonsense. That was then, made up. And then we saw it in the trailer and we're like, okay, that must be them. But it's clearly modern day, which yes. is where I went. Well, it's the future. well, it can't be medieval times, so it's going to be the it, it's got to be the eighties, right? Can't be anything silly like which the Renaissance period. Yeah, it was a good guess, but it didn't didn't pan out. Yes, you said that the evil robot Bill and Ted have tracked down the future Bill and Ted, but regular Bill and Ted managed to talk the evil robots into leaving future Bill and Ted alone. They're like, "Don't be most heinous, get yes. off their ass, and let's just be friends." You said that the evil robots cry because this was such a beautiful speech. <laughs> And all three sets of Bill and Ted's decide to perform the big concert together. So Love they're like, it. we don't even need that band that uh, our daughters painstakingly pulled together for us. We just have three lots of us <laughs> all playing in bands. Oh, I'm sure I meant everybody's performing together. And you also forgot that they made like good versions of Bill and Ted robots as well in the second movie. Both of us forgot about them and oh, so did, did the third movie as well. But oh. at the end of the movie, they made like uh, good robot Bill and Ted's. So it was actually Station. 
Remember Station in the third movie? He was really important. <laughs> Station at the end of the second movie. He was credited. Yeah, he makes sort of like makeshift Bill and Ted robots to combat the evil Bill the and evil Ted ro- okay, robots. Yes. But for some reason, both of us were like, eh, those uh, good Bill and Ted robots aren't going to appear in the movie. And they don't. And so they don't. They don't. So we were right. Back to your plot. You said that Bill and Ted go somewhere in the center of the world, which is collapsing, and they play an epic concert that is streamed worldwide, and this manages to unite the world. I gave you a point and a half for that. Because yeah, that's that's close enough. Sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, that is that is right. I mean, it was and if San Dimas, the trailer. if San Dimas is technically the center of the world, then yeah, you're, you're absolutely on the money. Would have been two points. <laughs> you said that Bill and Ted reunite with their wives, who are now suddenly happy with them. Two points, because that's exactly what happens in the movie. Because <laughs> they completely brush over the wives' storyline. So for some reason, the wives they're unhappy with Bill and Ted, as we know from the couples therapy session at the start. Yeah. Yet the future Bill and Ted's wives from like uh, the retirement village near the end of the movie, they steal Bill and Ted's phone booth and use that to go back to the present and get Joanna and uh, what was the other wife's name? Joanna and Elizabeth. Yes. To get Joanna and Elizabeth and take them to different points in time to show them, you know, would you be happy with your husbands here? Would you be happy with your husbands there? And, and they realize like- Complete waste of time. It's, an entirely, it's entirely a waste of time. And it doesn't add anything or subtract anything from the movie. It feels like they're trying to write the wives out of the story, but you didn't need to do that because no. they didn't need to be time traveling. No, I, they didn't. I, I just didn't understand. And that would have been a cool idea. So if you- they, they just completely breezed over that plot line. You could have done something really cool there. You could have had, like... Um, Imagine there being a conflict in the movie. Yeah, tell me about it. There, there could have been, like, you know, older older wife characters, and that, that could have been funny and different and, yeah, I don't that's know, right. something, you know? <laughs> like, you, you said it best in your plot. They reunite with their wives who are now suddenly happy with them. <laughs> that's exactly what happens in the movie. That's, that's why you deserve two points. Two points for that. Yes. You said that Bill and Ted walk away with their daughters, and they recycle the Joan of Arc joke from the first movie. Now, once the concert's over in the actual movie, the movie just ends. Yes, it, it does. It just cuts to footage of people rocking out in their backyards, and that fills up 10 minutes of the credits. Did that make Kevin Smith cry? i, I got to imagine so. it does. Maybe he was one of the people rocking out. I certainly didn't stick around to watch. <laughs> you said that the movie will end, so your movie ends with a cameo from Rufus, where it was revealed that he planned the events of the movie the whole time. So he basically told the council, like, look, you've got to tell them that they've got to do this. Let them take the time machine. They'll work it out amongst themselves. Don't, don't you worry. And the okay. council's like, Rufus, we should have trusted you the whole time. You were right about everything. Of course, nothing like that happens in the movie no, at all. If it's anything, a, it ends with George Carlin winking at the camera, which would have been great. That would have been awesome. Doesn't but, happen. But uh, if anything, the opposite happens, right? Because they kind of, the council kind of start uh, doubting. Bill and Ted, that's right. Doubting Rufus, though. Yeah, that's right. They, they do doubt Rufus as well. Which is why they send the assassin to kill Bill and Ted. That's like, right. Well, maybe Rufus was wrong. But yeah, that clearly didn't work. <laughs> clearly. It did not. So, if you add up all the points you got, that gives you a total of... How do you think you did? Uh, it didn't sound good, Kieran. It didn't sound too good. Um, I don't even want to guess, because okay. I'll be upset. What did I get? You get a total of 30 points. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Not that's, the worst you've ever that's done. That's all right. That's all right. I mean, it wasn't close to the I'm movie. actually impressed with what you got, to be honest, because... Uh, I, let's, just be, let's just be perfectly honest here. Neither of us nailed this movie, but... <laughs> What you got was a fair effort. Thank you. It was you. close enough to the movie that I am Thank somewhat you, impressed. Sir. But uh, 30 points is, yeah, middle of the road for you, really. I'm happy that I got at least uh, one set of two points for a prediction in this. You got a bunch of sets of yeah, two points. Yeah, in this, in, this epi- in, this, in this prediction, in this episode. So I'm keen. 
You All right. to my episode, you know about that one. <laughs> let's go. Let's go into what you thought was going to happen in the Bill and Ted movie. I just want to say as well about mm-hmm. my plot. When I was listening back to your plot, I was like, oh, man, Matty D really <laughs> asked this one up. And then I listened to mine, I was like... I feel like we've been saying this a lot recently But it's another circumstance of like I don't know who's closer Because we're both really far off Yes Yes, I won't. I won't sugarcoat this, Kieran It was not a a, a shining moment for you either I think I had a few good points But overall, uh, let's hear it Well, let's go Let's let's start So, uh, the first thing you Well, actually, I want to give you some points Right off the bat Because you said before we even started talking about the plots, uh, you said that there would be a lot of recycled jokes and it would be a rehashing of the original movie. Pretty much was. You know? So I give you a point for that. Uh, it, you pretty much... And you said it would be a kind of best of Bill and Ted, which I yeah. think is the intention. Now, your actual plot. Now, your plot opens with Bill and Ted playing at a dingy bar known as the Alibi Lounge. I didn't yeah, pay attention right. if it was the Alibi Lounge. I just assume it was. So, when they go to the future to steal their song from their future selves yeah, the first was, time, yeah. the, the place that they find themselves performing is the Alibi, Alibi Lounge. Lounge. So, I give you half a point here because how it actually starts, you said it as well in my plot, that it starts with the daughters narrating, catching us yeah, up to right. speed about who Bill and Ted are. In what, a montage, yeah. Yeah, in a montage. The Alibi Lounge scene happens later on when Bill and Ted go and meet themselves two years later. They go if anything, and- it should be a point and a half because half a point for getting it in the wrong order and a point because I said uh, in the future you need to give me a point for saying it's the Alibi Lounge. Uh, okay, I'll give you I'll give you a point then. Because that's right, it was in the trailer. Things that are in the trailer that are correct get one point. Sure, sure, sure. I, di- I didn't pay any attention to it. And also it was, Bill and Ted are technically performing at the Alibi Lounge in the movie. They are, yeah. But uh, it doesn't happen at the start of the movie. And no. Yeah, the, the context is is incorrect. Now, you said that they would be playing experimental music that no one likes. I'll give you a point. We know that from the trailer. That yeah. does happen. Uh, you said that the next scene that we go to is Bill and Ted in marriage counseling. So, Bill and Ted are with their wives who want them to be more mature. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And they still have a destiny. This is pretty much in the trailer as well. So, I'll give you a point for that. Yeah. Um, and you and you also mentioned as well that they want Bill and Ted to get jobs, grow up, that kind of thing. Yeah, which is the case. It's it's more. Well, I don't think that Joanne and Elizabeth say that, but Captain Logan no, definitely says no. that. Actually, I want to backtrack that because I think the problem, even though it's not really hashed out very well at all, the main problem they have is that Bill and Ted. Uh, and not their own persons. That's like right. That's they, right. It's always they're a hive mind like station. Yes. <laughs> yes. And 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 they feel like their relationship isn't. You know, they don't have intimacy between the the two couples because they insist on doing everything together. That's it. And they do. The, the, and I suggested there might be like a swinging aspect, and I'm still not a hundred percent convinced that's not the <laughs> yeah. case. Certainly comes across that way because they go to couples counselling, and it's in the trailer as well together, and 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 that's weird and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah. that's that's the main issue there. That's the conflict. If there is one. Now, next part of your plot is you said Bill and Ted would be performing at Deacon and Missy's wedding. Mm. Um, I, in total, that that's two points there because you call it, and one point because there's a wedding in the trailer. I give you three points in total there. Oh yeah, there you um, go. So yeah, they they are playing at the wedding. They're performing. It's also bad. there was no indication that it would be either Deacon's or Missy's wedding in yeah, the trailer, which is why I give so, you two points. Yeah, I know, but uh, I'm actually shocked that uh, I got it so close. How so did you, I do that? I don't know. So you you were really that was one that you kind of went out on a limb with. You were like. It'd yeah, be it's really right. funny if they do and that. And you were like, what? No way. And I wasn't convinced because I thought it would be really weird and icky and stupid. But Yeah, I said it'd be a great joke. Boy, is my face red because they certainly did it. Now, you said that uh, Deacon would have his shit together as opposed to Ted, who's just, you know, yeah. a loser uh, or, or doesn't in a different stage of life. So I'll give you two points there. That's pretty pretty accurate. 
And you yeah, said he works in the police force with his dad. Hmm, that's right. That's right. And he's getting married, and he wears a yep. suit. We don't get to know much about him other than that. <laughs> no, we never see him again. No, actually, no, we do see him at the end on the highway. He's in a car, yes. and uh, people appear from the past, and he goes out to beat them up. Good job, Deacon. <laughs> oh, and he goes to arrest uh, Bill and Ted at Dave Grohl's mansion too. That's it. Yeah, but he disappears. Does. He doesn't does. die. He does. Next in your plot, we meet Bill and Ted's daughters, uh, Billy and Thea. Yep. Thea, right? Uh, and you said they're exactly like them. Mm-hmm. I give you a point. Uh, you also said that they would look up to Bill and Ted. I give you a point again because they do. Again, this is all stuff in the trailer. Yeah, that's right. Now, this is a point that I'm happy if you want to argue with me about this because I don't know if you deserve a point or half a point. Always happy to argue. I gave you half a point because you said that they don't like their new music. They like their old music. And I felt in the oh, movie okay, that yeah. they that they love they like their old music, but I they appreciate the new music. Yeah, they're being polite to their fathers when they're playing the new music. They're trying to dance along to the, you know, Gregorian no, what is it? Um throat singing and yeah. uh uh, theremin music, but they don't. They they seem to like the old music more. But I don't want to argue that point because I don't think it's explicitly said in the movie. Because they do they do compliment the new stuff, and they kind of they think that whatever their dads bring out is wonderful. Is kind of the impression yeah, I get. That's basically it. They've so that's just, why I don't want to argue the point. They're super supportive. Yeah. If it was said in the movie, I, I'd be happy. But it wasn't explicitly yeah, said. So, but I guess you could kind of take it that way. Anyway. Next thing you say is that they play some experimental music that no one likes. I already gave you yeah, points you because did, yeah. that that happened. You said it was going to happen in the Alibi Lounge. It happens at the wedding here, but you know it, do, it does happen. And you said that Bill's dad will tell them that they need to get their shit together. One point we see mm-hmm. that in the trailer. You said that uh, the next point you bring up is you thought that Billy and Thea would be rocking out to some old Wild Stallions music, and then Bill and Ted interrupts them. And they say to their dads that they, you know, should do the old music like they used yeah. to. I don't remember any scene like that happening in the movie. They are rocking out, but it's not too Wild Stallions music. So when they meet them in the garage, yeah. which is their studio in their house, uh, <laughs> they are rocking out to an unrelated album. It isn't right. a Wild Stallions one, but they are rocking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you thought that this- And would- that's to demonstrate as well. Sorry to interrupt. That's yeah, to yeah. demonstrate as well that they have a vast knowledge of music going back to its roots. Yeah, because they're music fans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, they're almost music historians in a way. Mm. You thought- uh, and, and the reason you thought that this would be the case is you thought this movie would be a metaphor for- Or like a, a little bit of a on-the-nose kind of joke that- you know, when when um, the daughters are saying you should do music like your old music, it's like the the movie should be like the original movie, yeah. almost, which isn't really the case. This yeah. movie is not that deep. I don't know, but I thought that was clever. <laughs> Wide as an ocean, shallow as a puddle. <laughs> good, good job, anyway, Kieran. Thank you. Now uh, you said that Bill and Ted would leave their garage. Good job for saying it was a garage, yep. by the way. And they meet up with Kelly, who comes via. A, a time travel pod so you saw that you said that they would see her out the window you know and be like who the hell is this and come and meet her and you said that she's the daughter of Rufus one point one point for also everything leading up to that this yep. is all stuff we see in the trailer again now you thought that Rufus would appear as stock footage but you thought he would only appear at the end in actuality we spoke about it he's sort of in this hologram he is stock footage but he's a hologram he is yeah. stock footage that's right but he's a hologram at the at the start there um, as they're going through the that, the future that council yeah Speaking of, next part of your plot is you said they were summoned to the Universal Council. One point they are. You describe it as a Geneva-esque world, mm-hmm. which I think is true. I think that's pretty yeah, that's accurate. Um, and you said that Bill and Ted will say whoa a lot just when he goes th- when they go through. And I'll give you a point for that because that does happen. Bill, look, the future. <laughs> we haven't seen this before. 
And then they take a moment while they're walking to go, the future. <laughs> I'm like, you've been there twice. Yes. Yeah. So in, in the movie, they go, they go to the council here. Now, you said that the council will tell Bill and Ted that they need to perform a song to unite the world. Mm. That is true. In actuality, the it council- the It is in the trailer. That's right. But I just want to clarify it because in the actual movie, the council isn't sort of bringing Bill and Ted into the room because or into the Citadel to say, hey, you need to, you need to perform this song. They're bringing them in to be like, hey, you were supposed to sing this song and you haven't yeah. done it. To, to use a phrase you like to use, you better get a wriggle on. Yes. <laughs> So that's what's actually happening in the in the actual movie. But, you know, you, you're pretty much on the mark there. And it is something we saw in the trailer. Yeah. And to help them out, they sort of say, you know, you, you have a few, think that, I think you have a few hours to perform this song. So here's a bunch of instruments so you can make this happen. Yeah. And they and they said that not only is the world in jeopardy, but, in, but it is reality as they know it is going to collapse. Yeah, that's right. Which is the truth. Which is the truth. Yeah. So um, I think you just said the world was ending, which I did too, but we didn't think that. The tight, like the reality, would be crumbling and people would be. Yeah, even though that's suggested in the trailer, mm. and you did actually say that the world oh, is I? falling apart as well, which I gave you points for. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say that, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I didn't think it would be like it was in the movie. Now, you said that Billy and Thea, the daughters, would decide that they want to help their dad, and you said that maybe it would be with Kelly, which is true, and they would take the egg-shaped time machine and recruit people from history two points that Mm -hmm. does happen we see in the trailer that they're recruiting people from history but the way you sort of piece it together is exactly what happened now you said that the band members that they would recruit would be a renaissance harpsichord player which is mozart yeah which is mozart yeah so he Uh, is i said he was french as well did you yeah, that's yeah. right. You said a Chinese... Well, Renaissance <laughs> gives that away, doesn't it? <laughs> you said a Chinese flutist, which there is. And you yep. said uh, Kid Cudi. Um, Who we already discussed is technically not part of the people that they recruit. Not, but not he t- does but end he up in the band. he may as well. He may as well. I gave so, you a point for that. So I'll give you a few points there for some of them. The Renaissance harpsichord player... <laughs> Well, that describes Mozart I without g- saying his name. I guess so. Maybe I'll give you a, a, a half a point for that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what, do you want a full point whatever. for that? Well, you said Mozart and I didn't, so yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. All right. Now, you you also said that uh, the daughters would travel back and find young Bill and Ted. That doesn't happen. Apparently, no. that was a deleted scene, though. No, they didn't even film it. It was just in the script. They didn't oh, film it. Yeah. Missed opportunity. But again, money thing. Mm. Now, you said that... Bill and Ted would decide that they're going to travel to the future to steal their own the future. song. The future, which one point because we know that yep. from the trailer. Yes, and they would steal the phone booth to do so, which I mm-hmm. give you a point for because that does happen. Yep. So in the trailer, you actually see that the phone booth is just sitting on the walkway. Mm-hmm. It's not in a museum yet. You still came up with that whole elaborate museum angle. Well, it just it just felt like it, it just felt weird that there would be a phone booth just in the middle of nowhere. But apparently, that's. That's how oh, it also is. So you thought that instead of Captain Logan, it was George Washington in the trailer sitting next to death in the SWAT car, by the way. I just wanted to bring that up as well. Oh, I thought you forgot about that. <laughs> and I said, I said, uh, so what's Captain Logan doing there with death? And you go, it's George Washington. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was that was a huge part of it because I saw that scene. I, I must not have paused it, but I was like, oh, there's a guy in a suit. He's an old guy. I guess that's George Washington. I'll, I'll, I'll put in George Washington's here. And then you actually played, after we did the episode, you played the trailer and you paused it yeah. in that bit and you're like, George Washington is played by the same person that plays Captain Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Are they doubling up on casting? I was like, oh, fuck. That sounds like me. <laughs> All right. Bill and Ted travel to the future and they meet muscly versions of themselves in prison. One point, we see it in the trailer. You said that they would give vague, nebulous answers as to why they're in jail. The, 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 the specific reason is they went into Dave Grohl's mansion. Exactly, exactly. They broke into it. So, in your plot, it's a little bit um, 
It doesn't it doesn't happen in that order, but they meet essentially they meet a version of themselves in the future that they don't get the song from. So That's they right. keep going forwards in the future to find the, the versions of themselves that will help them. Yeah. And they just keep going in. So they've already met a version of themselves that are just bitter, um, I think two years two years in the future that at the Alibi yeah, Lounge. Twenty twenty two of all yeah. times. And those guys are just like Go Fuck away, off. Bill and yeah. Ted. You ruined our lives. So they're like, okay, well, these guys are useless. Let's go forward in the future because obviously that's going to be different. And then they meet the the rich guys or the the pretending people, to be rich guys. People pretending it's actually be, an alcoholic. Which you which you go into this that scene later on in your prediction, yep. and then encounters with them lead those guys to be in jail. Lead that Bill and Ted to be in jail. Hope you're that's all right. still following us. And well, then, you've seen the movie. You should know. Yeah, and then even and then, if you have, I'm not surprised if you can't follow. <laughs> and, then, and then when they jump forward, they meet this version of Bill and Ted in the jail. So we know why they're in jail. Yeah, but you thought they would meet this these guys at this point. You said that Jail Bill and Ted would perform a bad song and Bill and Ted would be like, oh, it's kind of bad, but that must be the song that we need. So they take that song back in the present. Yeah. Not the case. I give you half no. a point because they do sing a song, but even them, even them, Bill and Ted, our current, our hero Bill and Ted, as dumb as they are, even they can acknowledge it's a bad song that they don't need. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and, and in the actual movie, Bill and Ted actually are so mad at our current Bill and Ted that they chase them for revenge. And, you know, prompts that prompts Bill and Ted to decide to go to another future version of themselves. Yeah, and Dennis Caleb McCoy turns up and gets beaten up by all the prisoners. Yes, yes, yes. I totally forgot about that. They eventually get the song from a hard drive that the versions of themselves on their deathbed give them. That's right, but then they break it so they can't listen to it. Yes. yes. It's a thumb disc, by the way. Yes. Now, but back to your plot. So you thought that they would have the song from Jail Bill and Ted, and they'd be like, yep, excellent. Let's go and perform excellent. this. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> That, let's go perform this in the present and we'll save the world. And they perform it and it ends badly. It turns to total chaos. Uh, you said that all the band members are here, or they're, but they're not performing together. So it's just bad. And the song- I said they were playing dissonant music. Yes. It was cacophonic and you struggled to uh, comprehend those terms. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's and right. Is, that happens in the movie. It does. It does. It do- Yes, it does. It does happen in the movie. So you get a point for that. Uh, oh, I, I, I get you get two points for that. That's oh, fair. That's goodness. fair. It doesn't. I was going to say that's a really good call, and it, it happened exactly as I described. It. it doesn't happen at this point in the movie. No, it happens, no, but at it the does end, happen. But it does happen. Fair point. Absolutely. Yeah, two points for that. That that that's fair. Um, in this part of your your prediction, you thought that this would all happen in Las Vegas. I can't remember if that was the case or no, not. No, it was in San Dimas. Okay. Yeah. D- so I was like, I can see the Eiffel Tower and the pyramids. Those are two things in Las Vegas. I didn't realize that they were actually the Eiffel Tower and the pyramids that had been transported there through yeah. time rips. Yeah. Originally, I gave you half a point for this whole prediction because it does sort of happen, but not at this point in the movie. But um, but yeah, two points is probably a, a, fairer, a fair assessment yes. of that. And yes. <laughs> yes, you say. Yes. Um, but yeah, so what, what you said was they performed it, but it, band's not performing together and the song itself is bad. Uh, so bad that it just ca- it starts to cause the the end of the world. Yeah, that's right. Now, everyone dies. Yeah, and you said everyone dies and goes to hell. But then <laughs> later on I say that, oh, somehow Bill and Ted survive, but then they travel to hell anyway, which doesn't make any sense. Ignore that part. <laughs> yeah, okay. So everybody in the world all died. And we had a conversation of how that could happen and you just thought, oh, it was the, the end of the world just caused everyone to go into- That's right. Doomsday. They all died before their time. It they all doesn't to happen in the movie, but they do go to hell, but not in this way. Now, that's right. You said while in hell, they will go around and try to form the original members of the Wild Stallions to go and wait for this to go and perform in front of the devil mm-hmm. to reverse the effects because that's going to be the only way yeah, to reverse right. effects. I'm not going to make fun of you for anything you say here because 
in a Bill and Ted movie, anything is possible. This is not ridiculous, especially when and you I compare think it what to- what I said might have been a better idea than what they actually <laughs> gave us. But that's in your plot, that's what they're going to do. In the actual movie, they're going around trying to recruit members and trying to create the song, trying to go to their future selves to find the song. And it's the council that um, that believes that the unite, unison of the entire world- Man, this plot is confusing. The unison of the entire world will actually- be brought on by Bill and Ted's deaths, which is why they send the robot to kill Bill and Ted. That's right. And that's how they end up in hell. No, that's not how they end up in hell. The robot kills the daughters. Yeah, and then the robot feels bad. And the robot feels so bad. So he tries to kill himself, and then Bill and Ted jump onto him as he's dying and die themselves. Because Bill and Ted want to go to hell to save their daughters. They're like, hold on, this whole t- this whole end of the world thing, this can be on pause. We need to save our daughters. Kill us, robot. Yeah, right. And the robot's like, no, I'm going to kill myself. And they're like, okay. And they jump on him, and they all go to hell. That's right. That's what happens in the movie. Yep. That's not something um, you and I came up with. No, that's actually no. what happens in and the movie. And in, in the movie, again, it's the robot that shoots the daughters. It's an accident. He he also kills the band members and that's a bunch right. of other people. That's how everyone's in hell, which was a huge part for us that we were like, how does everyone get to hell? It doesn't make sense. Still accident. doesn't in the actual Accident, movie. yeah. yeah. But anyway, in your plot, they're all in hell, and they yeah they go to perform a a concert in front of Satan. You said that Station and Death will join the Wild Stallions at this point. No Station in sight. He gets a mention later on. You don't see him though, right? No, no. They mention Station like just in a line, but we never see Station. Yeah, I think they they say hello to him, right? No, they just say the Kid Cudi actually says uh, Station. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, but they do they do meet Death. Yeah. So you get a point there. Uh, you said that Death would have a penthouse. It's more like a shack, and he's been demoted. Oh, it is hell. a penthouse. Is it a penthouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's a nice house. Well, there you go. Another point for you. It's then. Not a shack at all. <laughs> Did you watch the movie? I thought I thought he had been like uh, demoted in hell because of. No, he said he got in trouble, but yeah. uh, he still lived in a penthouse. Oh, good for Death. Moving up in the world, but he does meet Death. To your point. Now, in this point, in your prediction, you said that the old band members would be won over by Bill and Dead's. Bill and Dead's. <laughs> Might as well be. They're in hell. Bill and Ted's goofy charms. Not quite. The only person they need to win over is Death. In the movie, Death and Bill and Ted had a falling out because of band egos. Death thought he was bigger than the band. Hilarious. That's right, yeah. And it's not really Bill and Ted that win over Death. No, it's Billy and Thea. Billy and Thea who win him over by flattering him and I I guess their knowledge of his music and appreciation of his music, which is a weird scene because they're like, oh, we loved your music. And he's like, hey, thanks. I'm ready to forgive Bill and Ted now. You know what? I was a little arrogant. It's like, yeah, it turned around real quick. How? how? So they're just saying you're you're best. You're you're great. You know, and he's like, oh, you know, I wasn't that great. Hmm? Anyway, back to your plot. You said that they perform uh, in front of the devil. The devil shows the devil horns. That'd be great. And the world is restored. One point because you did guess that the world was going to be restored, but we kind of knew that was going to happen. I guess so. And it's not quite as it turned out no. in, in in your prediction. Uh, and as far as hell is concerned, you thought that would be where the climax of the movie takes place. Hell is pretty much just a pit stop. A waste yeah. of time, if you ask me. And um, Nice choice of words, too. Pit stop. <laughs> yes. It's in the pit of hell, yep. Yes. And when they go to hell, they return to Earth, and that's where everything happens. Pretty much what you thought happened early in the movie happens at the end. By the way, when they're returning to Earth, there's a shitload of people who are falling down into hell. None of those people come back, presumably. Presumably. Or maybe they're all restored once they play the song. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. In the movie, they get back to Earth. They give everyone in the world, everyone in the world. Instruments. Instruments. So it doesn't matter if you're- pushing the infinity button in the the phone booth. It doesn't matter if you're just like, I don't know how to play an instrument. Or I don't want- 
Just uh, by holding the instrument, yes. they're a part of the song. If Keanu Reeves came to us right now and said, play this instrument, actually, we probably would do it. But, like, would everyone do it? I guess everyone would do it. But Not uh, if you don't have arms. True. What if he gives you a guitar and you don't have arms? Some poor person's in a coma. It's like, play the instrument. Yeah. He's just putting, like, a, a cowbell on their forehead. <laughs> These two-year-old babies, like, infants, yeah, exactly. like, just like, play the instrument. Someone in an iron lung <laughs> puts a harmonica in their mouth. Guy, guy in death row, like, he's on like on the electric chair. It's like, play the instrument. Yeah. <laughs> he just ties, like, rattles to him as he's going. <laughs> uh, but you gotta you got to use your imagination for these kind of movies. That's what happens in the, in the actual movie now. That's where your movie ends. They save the world, uh, you know, uh, through performing restored. in front of the devil. Doesn't happen in the actual movie. Now you said you wanted to fit in a few more predictions. You said that Bill and Ted would go to medieval times and revisit an updated version of their future selves. Mm-hmm. This is where we meet our bards. We just called them the bards in the original right. prediction. Now, in in your plot, you said that Bill and Ted in the future decide to be bards and adopt into English accents. I give you half a point for that. Because as we said... Yeah, that's what they say, but it's not the truth. Yeah, what actually happens is they meet them in the future. That's right. So the house they're in is not medieval times, but they do no. say that they go to medieval times, adopt the accent. And in actuality, they're liars. They're, they're, that's right, they're yeah. fat we and they're We already explained this. Yeah, we, are, we already explained it. And you thought that this would also... Because you, when you sort of said, oh, it doesn't look like medieval times, it might be the Renaissance, which it, it was not. But that's how you no. tried to fit medieval structures in there. And, and we we discussed the whole... You know, that that, that led to the jail version of themselves. Yeah. So, anyway. And, and you said the movie would end with a teaser for a sequel or a spin-off involving uh, Thea and Billy. No, Doesn't. not really. And you said a sequel will never happen. It is too early to tell, but yeah. I agree with you. Uh, if it doesn't happen in the future, you can give me two points. I'll give you two points retroactively. So, uh, originally you had 26 points. That's how much mm-hmm. you had. But uh, I needed to give you a few points. I think I, I think I robbed you of two or th- three. It was three and a half from memory. Three and a half. So, let me use my maths here. 29 and a half. Wow. <laughs> yes! Half a point difference Beat you. between you and me. Look at that. Beat you. So, we were pretty much on par pretty in much. being not close to the movie at all. We were equally terrible. So, we both got elements that the other person didn't. But we were both so far from the movie that I'm not surprised that we're neck and neck there, essentially. Yeah. Also, there was a second trailer that came out after our prediction that that's showed right. a lot more, and we were both like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it was it was a real pain that that came out. We are like, oh, shit. We, we can see it always sucks when we do an episode, and then another trailer comes out, and it negates a lot of the stuff that we said in our episode. Yeah. That always annoys me. I- which is why these days we wait until the last possible moment to do a prediction. So we'll wait a month before the movie comes and out. And I think it was like a week after because you sent me the trailer. Yeah, and that's I was right. just like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, there's so much stuff that we, you know, we are already wrong about. Yeah, so that's always heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. So, Manny D, now that we've covered everything that's in the movie, what are your thoughts? What are your final thoughts? You've seen the movie twice now. What are your final thoughts on Bill and Ted face the music? Oh, I need to compose myself. Hey, watching it twice now. And realizing when I first watched it, you know, I, I probably wasn't in a, in a positive mindset to watch sure, yeah. watch movies. So, I still didn't like it at all. And it was so- At all? Uh, there was no elements in the movie that you liked. No. I mean, it's fine to have that opinion, but, you know, it's very strong feelings here. It's not like I hated it. I don't think it was terrible, but it was just very- Like, I just didn't care for it that much, you mm. know? And- um. Can I just jump straight on this yeah, bandwagon yeah, yeah, and yeah, say yeah. I feel exactly the same? Oh, okay. I 
dreaded the prospect of coming back and revisiting this movie because I, I cared so little about it the first time I watched it that I, I didn't have fun the first time I watched it. And I watched it, you know, of my own leisure. Like I said, I watched the premiere and I didn't enjoy the movie. I thought it was a very weak movie. And coming back and visiting it a second time just cemented all those weaknesses. Everything that was done in this movie, I feel like was done better in other movies, and they didn't really have a lot of original stuff to bring to the table, with the exception of Dennis Caleb McCoy, which I didn't like, <laughs> so I was not happy to see him there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. That's w- that's well said. Um, I wasn't dreading watching this movie because I was like, oh, I can't remember anything about it, so mm. you know, it could be fun, uh, and I knew it was a short movie as well, so I was like, thank yeah. God. I watched this movie. I, I, you know, I'd just come back home. I'd been driving been around. Busy, so yeah, yeah so I, I'd put on this movie, and then I found myself like multitasking and doing other things. Yeah, I did the, the same thing. The movie couldn't hold my. I started attention. writing notes for this episode while I was, yeah. was watching the movie, and I was like, "Hold on, I'm gonna pay attention." I, w- I was, like, yeah, I was doing my tax. I was doing my taxes while I watched this movie. Wow. That's bad. That's bad. But yeah, I think um, it's let's not let's not uh, forget as well that the movie minus the credits is only eighty minutes. It's long. so short. So, and that's a that's a positive, I would say, for it. So, you know, you could watch it and be done with well, it. I'm saying if away. it can't hold your attention for 80 minutes, that's, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. So, big part of this movie that's new is, of course, The Daughters. Sure. Which I thought they were fine in yeah. the sense that they played that char- those characters well. They were like impressions of the original um, yeah. Bill and Ted. So I, I didn't like, think they were strong enough characters to stand out, personally speaking. Yeah. They, I, everyone was overshadowed by Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is true. And because they were such carbon copies of their fathers, yes. they didn't seem to have personalities of their own. It, so, we, we couldn't really connect to them. Yes. It I mean, I'll watch Samara Weaving in anything. But even here, I was just like, eh. Yeah, it kind of felt like I, I remember saying this to you at the time. I think I think in our twenty twenty episode, I might have said it, but I kind of felt like I was watching a high school drama performance. Yes, and I don't want to say that these these you uh, could actually see people acting in this movie, yeah. which really sort of upset me because I'm like, come, all these people can act. They're not they're not bad actors. People who uh, the actors who played the daughters are not bad actors. It's no. it was just badly written and it and it really shows. So it just felt like I was watching like a child's um like you know drama performance where yeah. you know they memorize the lines and they're doing the the very obvious body language and copying yeah. the Bill and Ted. So I like I was like ah oh, they're, they're good actors but like just- and what did you think of the actual band members that they recruited? Forgettable. I mean, I mean, there, there was. I, there was a very questionable uh, Louis Armstrong impression. <laughs> oh, that there. was very over the top. The Hendrix was all right. Yeah, didn't mind Hendrix because he was somewhat subtle. And then everybody else didn't was mind Mozart. Um, I found Bill and Ted annoying. Yes. Um, because it's very, very hard to watch fifty-year-old men do Pretending this. Pretending to be teenagers. Yeah. I mean, they it just makes have, me sad. They man. had no character development at all between the first two movies and this one. Couldn't we have had something, something to latch onto, something yeah, to humanize? Something different. Um, and then, and then, just the whole thing with the wives that they were there, and then they had this story arc that didn't matter. And it's just like, why, why, why do it if you're not going to do anything? So there was like so many, there was so much opportunities to do new things. I remember we had a talk about like, what if the daughters were completely opposite to Bill and yeah. Ted? That wow. was my original conception. That's that would have been interesting. That would have been fun. Uh, imagine if you if you dedicated time in the movie to the to the wives traveling time traveling and doing and stuff. And what if Bill and Ted themselves had some sort of growth and development? Yeah. What if Wh- they weren't the same people that we knew and they had to find themselves again to in order to save the day? What if they had a falling out? What if yeah. what if instead of having this death falling out? And by the way, death was like a huge popular character that they wasted. He was just Absolutely. not even in it. Um, and maybe that's to do with the actor who played death. But yeah, what what if William what Sattler. if that 
that dynamic was Bill and Ted and it was them coming together. So there's so much you could do. Like, the sky was the limit and they did nothing. Yeah. But it wasn't and terrible. It should was just, we really ugh. get stuck into the plot itself? Because the plot is just complete nonsense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So are we to understand, this is something I could not understand in two viewings of the movie. Are we to understand that Bill and Ted definitely saved the day because they can still travel forward in time and it exists? So does that mean they were always going to be successful in coming up with a song? I know what you're saying because it's something that you grappled with in your plot. Um, I guess I didn't really think of it too much. But Bill and Ted only saved the world because old version of Bill and Ted helped them. That's right. Who are the bad versions of Bill and Ted. But then but if performing that- the song negates that whole thing. Yeah, Is that what you're it? saying? Does it? so. So, if this was always destined to happen, that means that Bill and Ted, as we know them, are destined to have this really shitty life. Yes, yes. For the rest of the movie until they, you know, finally find peace with themselves, literally, in yes. old age. Yes. And their wives are miserable the whole time. Yes. That's what we're to believe watching yes. this movie. Which is a fucking awful plot. Yes. And it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And, it's, and we're supposed to, like, what, laugh at it? It's supposed well, to uh, charm us? Uh, uh, well, maybe that's why Kevin Smith cried. He's just yeah, like, oh maybe. my God, these people have the worst They're life. <laughs> but yeah, like two years two years after the events of the movie, they're bitter, angry, uh, they have a bad relation. Their, their daughters don't talk to yeah. them. They said that. Their wives don't talk to them. And they and they live this awful and the, life. And like you said, the only way that the plot makes sense in the movie is that if everything that we saw was destined to happen without change. Yeah. And I know it's a Bill and Ted movie. And I think we spoke about it in the original episode where it's essentially like a, a skit. Yeah, that's prolonged. Right. So I guess you're not supposed to think about it too much. It's supposed to be a fun ride. But, you know, if something's supposed to be a fun ride that you don't take seriously, it should be fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also feel like there weren't a lot of jokes in this movie either. Um, I felt like they were just busy explaining things and doing callbacks rather than coming up with anything original. And the original jokes that they did do, I didn't feel were very strong either, as I've already said. Yeah, and you could see like the the actors in the movie just like really trying to draw blood from a stone, like just create something like... The woman who was um, Rufus's daughter was trying to do something with this girl. small role that she had, you know, where it d- didn't make any sense what her like motivations were or what, what what the fuck was going on, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she barely did anything in the movie yeah. either. And there were so many characters in this movie just like doing nothing. Just hanging around in the background. Yeah. Like they'd have one scene and they'd just be loitering in the background for the rest of the movie. Yeah. I don't know who wrote this movie. I think it must have been a producer's dog or something. No, it was the original writers. It was Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. Well, what happened? Did they just give up? I guess so. Maybe they had like this grand idea and then the budget really limited them and they had to make cutbacks. That could be an excuse. I think that's probably what's But they probably just didn't have any ideas, to be perfectly honest. They didn't know where to take it. You know, maybe the heart wasn't in it. Maybe. That's, I think you said it really well. It didn't have the heart of the original movie. Oh, that's a joke I really liked. Is when they were like, Bill was really weird around himself. I thought that was funny. What, what are you talking about? I don't remember that at all. Do you remember when he meets his future self? Like, which one's Bill and which one's Ted? Ted Ted's, um, Ted's Ted is brunette. Ke- Keanu Reeves, yeah. And so, Alex Winter is Bill. Yeah, so Bill says to Ted, oh, why are you so weird around yourself? So Ted is the Matty D one. Yes. Bill is the Kieran yes. one. yes. Yeah, why are you so the weird around yourself? The one that goes on to, yeah. Um, and yeah, so he's like, why are you so weird around yourself? And then they have that moment where where Ted, old Ted's he's like, like my, myself is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, you reminded me of myself. I never really felt like I knew, I knew you. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I guess that was an interesting joke. That gave me a chuckle. There you go. At least you got something out I of it. I looked up from doing my taxes to be like, well. Huh. <laughs> Not even a chuckle, just an acknowledgement that there was a joke there. <laughs> they tried. So with all that in mind, let's open it up for the listening audience. You, the dear listener, what were your thoughts on Bill and Ted Face the Music? Have you seen the movie? Ideally, you have at this point. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't be listening to this point in the podcast. And yeah, what were your thoughts on it? 
How would you rank all three Bill and Ted movies? I know I would go two, one, three. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you. I think that's, yeah, two, one, three or one, two, three, depending on the day. Did you absolutely hate this movie or did you think it was the best one they've made so far? I'd be very surprised if you had that opinion, but you, you never know. There could be someone out there who's wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> let us know. like Dennis. Yeah, maybe Dennis is their favourite character. I can't believe you hated Dennis. Please let us know. I thought that was a good character. I, I just didn't like it, to be honest. Okay. Didn't like, not my style of humour. I found him very repetitive, right. very grating as well. A bit silly, but you know, it's Bill and Ted. Don't what are you like going to do? Silly. So you can let us know your thoughts. Send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Now, before we get back into our phone booths and travel back to our own times, nice. let's talk about what we're going to be predicting the plot of next week. Now, something that we thought didn't work for Bill and Ted, this third Bill and Ted installment, was that, you know, we're calling back to a franchise that was popular years and years ago. You know, from the late 80s to the early 90s. Oh, no. And we went like, it never... I think it was me specifically in that original episode. It says it never really works. Well, Top Gun Maverick has proved us wrong so far, as did Blade Runner 2049. But I said it never really works when you bank on nostalgia, but then have nothing new to offer. So, obviously, Blade Runner 2049 (laughs) gave us some new concepts that really worked for some people, not us. And uh, Top Gun Maverick, you know, they, they explored different dimensions of this character and this base that we didn't see in the original movie, which is why they worked. But Bill and Ted... They didn't try anything new. Nope. Everything was done better in the other movies and that didn't work. So I just thought it was interesting that next week we're actually talking about something in a similar vein. We're talking about a movie that came out all the way back in, I think, 1993 and it's finally getting a sequel now. We're talking about the sequel to the Disney movie Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus 2. Wow. Now that's going straight to Disney Plus. So if you have Disney Plus, you're going to be able to see that in a couple of months. A cult Disney classic. Yes, it is. I don't even think I've seen the original movie. I know I've seen I've seen scenes from it, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it from start. Probably lucky. It would have terrified you. Absolutely. That's why I didn't watch it. (laughs) Because I knew it was going to terrify me. I saw one scene. We'll talk about it next week. I saw one scene. I'm like, (laughs) I'm not watching that movie. Love it. So I'm going to watch that in preparation for next week's plot. And until then. Until then. Party on, dudes. And be excellent to each other. Yes! <laughs> Bill, I just have one question for you. What is it, Ted? What color is an orange? Ted, you bonehead. Its color is the same as its name, just like a lemon.